the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program usually dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions. I'll explain that in a moment, but it is a program that uh, deals with your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, and all you have to do is to provide the phone call, uh, 210-340-9585 is our primary number. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. Today is Senior Day. We've been talking about it all week. Our uh, graduating seniors are on the program today, and we thought... Uh, we would share with you their hearts, Paul and I, uh, and Pastor Will, who's the principal of our school, and his wife. We got to take them to lunch today, so we've already spent enough time with them. I don't even know why I'm spending more time with you guys, but it's a great, great program. We're not going to be taking Bible questions and stuff today. Um, just sit back and listen. However, anybody, uh, family members or friends want to call in and give them a hard time, I'm always okay with that. So uh, why don't we start by you guys introducing yourselves. We'll start with Kiana and how long you've been to the school, uh, anything else you think is pertinent. Okay. Hi, uh, I'm Kiana. I'm 17 years old. Been here for two and a half years because I moved in the middle of sophomore year and came back for senior year. Um, feeling great. <laughs> Victoria. Uh, hi, I'm Victoria Fry. I've been going to the school for 13 years um, and I'm 17 years old. Yep. So we've known you a long time. <laughs> Taj? Oh, um, I'm Taj, and I'm 17 years old. I've been going to the school for 13 years, and I'm the best senior in the whole entire class. <laughs> if you do say so yourself. Hi, uh, I'm Silas Slagle. I'm 18 years old, and I've been going here for 13 years. Um, I like to do art and music, and hopefully that will be what I end up doing. Hi, I'm Jessica Alvarez. I'm 18 years old, and I've been coming to Calvary Chapel for 13 years. Um, I plan on going to TLU to major in education. 
So, yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name is Nia Cruzado. I'm 18 years old. I've been going to the school for 13 years, and I plan on attending SMU in Dallas, studying fashion media and marketing. And that's why I call you SMU. Yes, <laughs> and Paparon calls me Smoo. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. My name is Rebecca Paley. I've been attending this school for 12 years. And, um, yeah, I plan to follow the path of my parents, which is medicine. So, yay. <laughs> okay, before you pass the microphone, you yes. were last night's Timothy Award winner. Oh, yes. <laughs> did you expect to win? No, not at all. God is good. <laughs> so share your heart. What did it mean to you? Um, Explain the Timothy Award. Oh, the Timothy Award is just uh, the student who exhibited the most uh, Christ-like behavior throughout the school year. And honestly, I was totally not expecting it. I was ready to clap for someone else. And then I heard my name and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, I didn't deserve that. It's been a year, but he is so good. So, You know, you just reminded me of Moses. You know, Moses wrote that he was the most humble man on the earth. Oh. And he was humble even after he said that. So you had to say it's the most Christ-like Student awards, so <laughs> congratulations. It was it was well earned. Oh, thank you so much. Well earned. Sam? Uh, hi, I'm Samantha Mendez. I've been going to this school for seven years, um, and I plan on attending Palo Alto and, Lord willing, become a flight attendant after that. Oh, I'm 18 years old, by the way. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and, and by the way, Sam's a girl drummer, and that's cool. <laughs> and and tell, share, share everybody the promise you made to me. <clears throat> I did promise Paparon that I would be playing the drums on stage with the worship team sometime <laughs> soon, so <laughs> that's nerve-wracking. Yeah. Dad? Okay. Uh, hello, I am David Dierich. I have been attending this school for 13 years. I'm currently 17 years old, and I plan on working at Advanced Computer Solutions with my dad. Very cool. TikTok? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. What is up, Radio Land? Um, it's me. I'm Christian Sandlin. I am 18 years old, and I'm a veteran of Calvary Chapel Christian Academy. I've been here all of one year. <laughs> I just came in at the beginning of senior year, but um, I quite like to hear. Um, once I blow this joint, I'm going to be... Oh, wait. I just realized that's... I'm sorry. That's not a term I should have used. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Once I leave... I, I find... I, okay. Once I leave, I am going to be going to TLU, um, where I will be... Um, Probably majoring in business, but we'll see. And um, hopefully after that, um, I, I maybe I'll work. I, I want to be a musician, but we'll see. I don't know. That, that would be cool. But. Well, surely you won't be majoring in stand-up comedy. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> Ashley? Uh, hello. My name is Ashley Makasadia. I've been attending the academy for 13 years. Um, I'm 18 years old. And after I graduate, I plan on going to TLU to study education. So yeah, go Bulldogs. <laughs> Hello, I'm Kaylee. I am 17 years old and I have been going to the school for two years. I hope whenever I graduate, I can do something with animals, hopefully dogs, because dogs are my favorite, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I really do love this class. And yeah. <laughs> now, Kaylee, uh, uh, you and Christian are the newest students. <laughs> 
in the class. Yes. So what was it like coming into a small school where everybody knew each other? Oh, gosh. And I'm sure you both were thrilled to be here at the beginning. <laughs> now, I say that with tongue-in-cheek. Oh, yeah. But, but, but share a little bit of, of your experience. It was definitely a big change going from, like, thousands of kids to only, like, what, not even 100 in the high school and junior high. And it was just, it was scary at first because I didn't know all of the people here. I saw them walk by and say hi, but I didn't really know them, nor did I really like them at the time. (laughs) But I have grown to absolutely adore every single one of them, even Taj, though. Even Taj. But yeah, but it's absolutely amazing here. TikTok, what about you? Well, um, I came from public school, which um, I, I didn't really enjoy it at public school. There was too many people and stuff. And um, like in my freshman year, um, I was at like a different smaller Christian school. And um, I liked it there, but there was some drama and stuff that went on that caused me to have to leave that place. But um so I was really excited to come here to go to another small Christian school where I could really get to get to really know my classmates and stuff. So I actually was quite excited to come here, which doesn't seem to be the usual sentiment of new students, but <laughs> I don't know. Well, since I know all your classmates, I'm surprised that there wasn't a lot of drama in your life with these, this group at all. Let me ask you a question, and, and uh, I'll point to you if, if you want to answer the question. If not, then I'll just ask individually. Um, what's the best thing? about coming to a small Christian school. Uh, All of you who are here, um, you know, this is your school, this is your church. Uh, You spend like 90% of your life here in these little walls. Uh, What's the best thing and the worst thing? Tosh? Um, The best thing is that it's like a family and you know everyone. The worst thing is that it's like a family and you know everyone (laughs) because it's like having, well, for us, it's like having 11 siblings that you argue with every single day even in group chats and at school you you could not even be near each other and you just argue just because you feel like it so i I was sure you would say the best thing about the school is our kindergarten teacher i mean she's all right (laughs) she's pretty cool i guess yeah that's taj's mom for those of you who are listening ashley um i honestly think one of the best things and i didn't really grow to have this appreciation for it until this year but honestly um starting the day with worship and chapel is i personally think is the best thing because honestly you get like your mindset is just reset and you're like ready to start your day and obviously having a family with all of my classmates and teachers but um i think chapel is the best thing and i can't say anything about bad about this school i think everything's the best you know, Ashley, you obviously you come from worship background. Your mom and dad, your dad is a worship pastor here at the church. Um, watching you grow into worship has been thrilling for me. I, I remember the look on your face like you were about to faint every time with a microphone in your face. You were going to sing something where you had even a little bit of a solo part or a lead background part. And, and you were just so nervous and just shaking and you could hardly swallow. And uh, now you're leading worship. Um, not only at church, but at school and everything else. So thank you for that. Who else wants to go? Best thing. Nia, you go. (laughs) You go next. Okay, okay. Um, 
to say my favorite thing about the school would be very hard. I don't think that I can narrow it down to just one thing. But you got an hour. It's just I, I would say it's just the genuine love that we build up in our hearts from knowing these people for so long. And you know, like Tar said, it's like family and that comes with arguing, but it also comes with just like genuinely close relationships that are honestly unbreakable and unforgettable. And it really is Christ's love because like even if we argue at the end of the day, we all know that we really do love and care for each other no matter what happens. And yeah, I'm gonna be very sad whenever. I was gonna say it sounds like you're all gonna be sad when it comes time to to say goodbye. Most of you are sticking around the area though. You're the only traitor going to Dallas. You can come home on weekends. (laughs) (laughs) Kiana? Um, I agree with everything that was said, but I also want to note the staff and the amount of love that they have. It's also like family because I came from a public school as well. So being in such a big area like that with so many students, it's hard for teachers to be personal with their students. But here they really feel like you're like parental figures almost. They really feel like family. And it's really nice to see that they can have that much of a good relationship with every single student, and they really do genuinely care. It's really nice to see. So that's why I'm going to TLU as well, which is a smaller class. What a nice thing to say. Silas? Uh, Yeah, I'd probably agree that the teachers are probably my favorite thing about the school. The idea of, well, we had a, we had a college professor this year on, for dual credit online, and it was miserable sometimes when I get the comments and I'd just be screaming at my laptop, like, what in the world? But, you know, when you have your teachers are in front of you and they know you, you can kind of be like, all right, level with me for a bit. Like, why did you do that to me? But in all seriousness, the fact that the teachers actually care about you and they want what's best for you, that's easily got to be, in my opinion, the best thing about the school. Very cool. Who wants to take a shot at the worst thing about the school? Oh, oh come on. Oh, okay, Sam. <laughs> Sam says, oh, I've got one. It's not bad. It's, I'd have to say just how much. Uh, I'm going to give Pastor Matt a quick shout out. He has to fix a lot of things around here that break. <laughs> like the wheels on our lockers keep breaking for some reason. So, and the, oh, wait, the what? The partitions. I think that's just what it, our laptops break. <laughs> things just... Yeah, exactly. So I think maybe just having to deal with the little maintenance issues that like, it's not, the, it's not bad, but it's just, it's different. And I think that might be a little hard on the teacher sometimes, but other than that, there's no bad things about this school. But I did want to mention the broken wheel that keeps breaking and giving Pastor Matt a hard time. <laughs> you know, this building, it, it's literally, you know, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus holds all things together. Mm-hmm. And literally that's the only explanation <laughs> for, for <laughs> this place, even being standing you know, people come in here for the first time and they look at our carpets mm. and they look at us like, this is tacky and this is dirty. And, 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 and I'll tell them, I'll say, look, you feed 135 kids every day yeah. for lunch here. Yeah. This is what happens. But, but it is certainly a unique experience. Anybody else want to take a shot at when I see something bad? It's not negative, but but stuff that is difficult. I, I would have to go with literally having to build your classroom every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that. But, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. How many times do you think you've torn it down and set it up in your 13 years or the years that you've been here? It's been a lot, hasn't it? Maybe over a thousand times. At least 500. 
A lot, a lot of time. <laughs> I, I, I set up all the time. No, no, no. 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 no you don't. I, I always help. No. Tosh, we have rules against lying in church. Yes. I'm not lying. I definitely do help. I help uh, other classes. Wow. I would say, like, not the, the worst or something that's bad, but something that is, I guess, a struggle with being in the school your whole life is that you get almost used to being so loved and cared for and being in such a, a, a healthy, godly environment that when you leave that, sometimes it's a little bit of a shock. But that's not, yeah, I like a slap in the face, but that's not a bad thing because then that's when you're really tested of your relationship with Christ, you know? And, um, and then that's when it's on you to seek the Lord on your own. And then your faith only increases from then. So if anything, that's a great thing because this being here and growing up in the school lays the best foundation for when you do leave. So. Well, th- this school, I mean, we, we, this is our 24th year and uh, this is the first entire class. Now, this isn't just a school for Christians. It's a Christian school, certainly, and Jesus is honored. But um, not everybody's a Christian. And this is the first class that is in its entirety. Uh, you're born-again Christians. You love the Lord. Your, your walk with God is mature. Um, do you feel like you're prepared? Going to college, going to the world to work. Um, who said you're going to be slapped in the face with stuff? That's Jesse. Um, I feel like, hmm, that's kind of a hard question, but I feel like if you have a strong enough walk with Christ, um, as hard as it's going to get after the school, I feel like you should kind of be prepared, but it's still going to be a shocker if you're not used to being around a ton of people that aren't at the school or if you're not doing extracurriculars and stuff, it's, it's still going to be shocking But if you have a strong enough relationship with the Lord, I feel like you'll be able to get through it. I feel like as hard as it's going to get, God's going to help you through it. And as long as you depend on him, it's going to be a lot better for you. So personally, I kind of feel like I'm ready to experience what's coming next. Um, But I do know it's going to be hard at first. But I'm ready for that. Okay, quick show of hands. How many of you honestly have some level of fear about that? I still have fear. Everybody, everybody except Taj. I have no fear. What do you think is the biggest challenge? You're going to go to a university campus where the first thing they're going to do is try to steal your faith, uh, try to convince you that believing in Jesus Christ is is uh, fantasy world. Um, how do you stand with that, Rebecca? Um, I would say because... Lately, universities are really not education places, but they're more of a more trying to steal people's, especially young people's faith. I believe that the biggest challenge is being able to say no to the temptations of this world because it's easier for someone to drag you down than for you to pull them up. And so trying to be the light in a dark world, it's very difficult. But if you stand on the foundations of the word, especially this the foundations that we have been able to build up in this school, I believe it won't be difficult as long as you cling to the Lord and cling to his promises because it, it, can, be, it can be very difficult to uh, withstand or go against the enemy's arrows. But as long as you hold on to Jesus and his words, then 
I believe we can do it. Okay, anybody else have a thought? Sam? I'm going to be completely honest here. One of the biggest things that I think I've been doing in the past maybe like two weeks is having imaginary scenarios in my head being like if somebody's coming up and asking me like, well, like, I think Becca told me about an experience at Starbucks one time and about some gay guy coming up to her asking for advice on how to get another guy's attention. I don't remember. And that stuck with me. And I was like, what if that scenario happens to me? How will I respond in a loving way, but in a way that I'm stubborn and bold in my faith? So that's something that's been happening the past week is I just come up with these fake scenarios. Like, how would I respond <laughs> in the most appropriate, loving way, but not, not a, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like backslide or not backslide, but like not no compromise. compromising. That's the word. Yes. Not compromising. So that's another thing. But I do, I can fully say in confidence that this school and uh, the people around you and the encouragement that you get and the advice that you can seek out from one another does prepare you for that. So, yeah. Okay, let me talk to Taj and David for a moment because they're going into the work world. Um, um, one of the, the issues in the work world is the pressure is uh, there, there's fewer people pressuring you, but it's a little more intense because of people in the world. Taj, you, as you go out into the world uh, and work, um, what's your plan to stay faithful to the Lord? Well, um, I don't really give in peer pressure that often because I kind of think it's dumb. <laughs> Whenever people like try and pressure me into do dumb things, I'm kind of like, guys, no. And then I walk away. So I think me already being stubborn, I can continue in the way that that's not a lie, Silas. <laughs> Anyways, well, yeah, I mean, I do dumb things, but not super dumb. Like, extremely yeah yeah i i started out and then i walk away so it's not like super bad anyways anyways so <laughs> um can, can we give it to david so i can get my thoughts together really fast <laughs> david what do you um well one it's really going to help that i am sticking with my dad and my brother in work because that will mean that i still have people that will be able to help me with like this and get through the, it and honestly kind of similar with Taj I don't always give in to peer pressure that much unless I don't know it's like something that I kind of already want to do so it it's just I don't know I mean I think just having a Christ like influence like my dad and my brother will already help me through that yeah Jessica, uh, you and I were talking at lunch uh, about making good choices about who you hang out with. Yeah. Um, Bible says bad company corrupts good character. Um, the choices you make when you go out in the world are infinitely more important than the choices you make here because every day you're surrounded by, by the same group of people in the same environment. Uh, you think you're ready to go out into the world? Oh, um... I think I, I I believe that I will struggle a little bit at first because um, it's new, it's different. Um, but I think I'm I think I'm pretty prepared only because I did I have grown up um, going to dance my entire life and lots of them are not Christians or at least proclaim, proclaiming Christians. Um, so I was able to be around people who didn't believe in what I believed in. And it got rough at times. But I think um, this year was actually a blessing uh, because I met a lot of people who were Christians at the studio. So that was nice. But um, I think 
I think I'm prepared. Um, I've had my fair share in challenges with people who aren't Christians and who don't believe in what I believe in. Um, I think it will be a struggle at times, um, especially if I make good friends with people who aren't Christians, and that's always a struggle. So um, I, I think I just need to keep focusing on God, and I should be fine. <laughs> Well, you, you guys have all heard this a little bit. Just be with Jesus. It's kind of, yes. kind, of, kind, of the, kind of the answer to all, all of the issues that we're facing. Taj, are your thoughts together? Um, partially. So uh, like how David was saying, he's going to be working with his dad. I also plan this summer to be working with my dad. So I'll be around him and I'll still be able to stay on that path and not be wavering because he'll be there and if I act dumb in front of my dad, he's going to be like, what are you doing? That's, that's really dumb. You know? Like, you know my dad. He's going to be like, Taj, don't make you weird. <laughs> but, yeah, and I'm also going to be at home, so I'll still be able to have that little, like, coming back and not falling away from the church because I'll still be attending like I normally do. So, yeah. You know, a lot of times we get kids your age, and they're, they can't, I can't wait to get out of the house. Everything is just the opposite with you guys. Explain why. Victoria? Um, well, hmm, okay, this is tough. Um, yeah, it might be different because um, we already kind of have our own family here. So then it's like going from our own family to our other family to our other family um and i think all of us growing up in the church really helps us have a good foundation in the lord to be able to confide in our parents and be able to be there and understand where they're coming from and what they're telling us and even if sometimes we may not agree but ultimately we understand where they're coming from because of the lord you know okay we are at the break. We have 30 minutes left in the program for those of you family members or friends. 340-9585. We'd love to have your input. May the Lord bless you. We've got two or 30 minutes. Got some time left. I'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our program. Remember, 340-9585 is our main number. Let's kind of shift gears a little bit here. Uh, I want to ask all of you, and Kaylee, I'll start with you. Um, is there, uh, again, it's a school, you're, you're here to learn things, but um, the emphasis on Christ, the emphasis on the Bible, uh, chapel, worship, uh, all those things, too much? Honestly, well, this is kind of like my personal experience, but um, I came in here an unbeliever, and... Um, Let me see your microphone. Turn it around. We're having a mic, you give her your mic from the... Okay. I came in here an unbeliever, and so, especially not liking Christians, it was very overwhelming at first <laughs> to be here, 
uh, just having dealing with the worship, doing the chapel, and like I said, I did not like Christians at the time, so I was not happy to be here, and especially Thursday and Friday's worship. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely an experience, but it was absolutely amazing. But, now explain um, what's different about Thursday and Friday worship. Oh, gosh. You have the, who is it? Pastor Elaine. Mr. Mr. Mark and Mr. John, I believe his name is. Uh, they'll go up and sing, like, more childlike songs. And so you, they have hand motions. You have people dancing, people screaming, people clapping off the beat. It was very overwhelming to my ears at some points. But it made it made the day, that's for sure. But in all honesty... It really does help starting off the day with chapel and just being able to get into God's word right away. But yeah. Now, if I put you on the spot, you don't have to answer. But you came here not liking Christians. You didn't want to be here. What changed your mind? I think it was mostly my class. Like, of course, I had my mom. My mom was always telling me things. But, you know, you're, you're a kid and you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to my mom. I don't <laughs> want her to be right kind of thing. But I really came here and every one of them would always talk at some point about him and there was also another person but you know we won't talk about them but just they would always just constantly bring up God and it's like as much as I hated it in the moment I would secretly be listening be like you know what what they're saying kind of makes sense like wow this is really interesting but at like on my outside I was like oh I hate y'all guys I don't want to listen to this kind of stuff but I was actually listening but yeah Ashley, I've known you since baby, baby, baby. Um, I, I think I know your answer to this, but too much emphasis on the Bible, too much emphasis on worship. Never too much. Um, going to church, although I will say, I will be completely honest, sometimes going to church for all three services, going to Wednesday night, Friday night, having Bible class, hermeneutics <laughs> class, chapel, it can be a lot. But I know that I'm going to be so grateful for it later down on the road, but never too much. You feel like you've grown in your faith? For sure. Even more so um, this year, especially with um, starting even from the beginning of summer or at the end of summer with youth camp. We had redeemed the time. I think that really kicked off our senior year. And then going to women's retreat for the first time um, was a completely different ballpark. But uh, yes, for sure. Lots of growth. Okay, now, again, because I've known you your whole life, um, you and your family gets up really early on Sunday mornings. You're here all three services. Uh, you and your brothers used to call Sunday Dark Church Day. Yes. Because it was dark when you got up and <laughs> got here. And, you know, um, you ever feel like being the pastor's kid, uh, being on stage, put a lot of pressure on you, too much pressure? Um, no, no, never really pressured. It's been like I grew up with this, so it's not really pressure. It's like normal. So, so church is fun. Yes, <laughs> a lot of fun. TikTok, what about you? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think that there's too much emphasis, if there's even such a thing as that. So I, I don't know. I don't really have much to say about it other than I don't really think there's too much emphasis on the Bible. You know, that's, you know, it's perfect amount. Good answer. Good answer. David? Um, no, I 
don't feel like there's too much emphasis. It's really just a great way to start off our day and just sets a good mood for the rest of our day. Good. Sam? Um, obviously, I agree. There is not there is not too much emphasis or strain on uh, God's Word being shoved down our throats first thing in the morning, which <laughs> I think it's amazing because uh, not... Oh, you look just like your mother when you said that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But there are days, obviously, when I wake up feeling extra fleshy. And um, (laughs) that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, And then, like, the car ride here, um, or the car, like, driving to school, driving here every morning, um, being still in that fleshy mindset and not being ready to greet my fellow students in a way that would be honoring the Lord. Um, worship in chapel definitely does uh, set the tone, and it, I don't remember who said it, refocuses, allows you to refocus and remember, like, one, you're not, you're, you're being a slave to your emotions right now, stop. And then also just, like, it, it's a good way to start your day. It's really great. So I do not think it's too much. Okay, let me, let me ask the question. Yes. How, how do you deal with your flesh? I mean, you just said um, you, you, you deal with it. This is a good way to start the day. But how do you, practically speaking, deal with those days when, when extra fleshy, extra fleshy Sam comes out? <laughs> uh, the first thing I do is I recognize the fleshiness and ugliness because there are days where I don't realize that I'm being extra ugly. Um, so first thing is realizing, Sam, you are being ugly right now like why are you doing that um but then obviously remembering and refocusing like okay you are not i do not belong to myself i do not belong i'm not a slave to my emotions um and remembering who i'm representing every day and um refocusing on what my characteristics should look like so remembering is this what jesus would do no would jesus act like this would he think this about your fellow believer brother no so refocusing and then um just honestly praying vigorously that the Lord will help take my ugliness away for that day and um, help me to rightly, rightly represent him uh, throughout the day. So, yeah. Rebecca, I remember you as a three-year-old being forced to memorize the bones oh, of yes. the body. <laughs> no, mom and dad are doctors. And, and I remember them saying, okay, tell them the bones of the body and you'd go through the bones of the body. <laughs> Uh, so there was a lot of pressure for that. <laughs> yes. So that and the word, very important in your family. Tell me. Yes. What's your your view of the the pressure here on in terms of that? So, I mean, okay. So my dad is one of the newer pastors in the church, but I have to say, when I heard that he was going to be a pastor, it wasn't like a fear, like oh my goodness, it's like I'm a pastor's kid now. It was more of like a joy. Because it's like, yay, my dad gets to be pastor. But also, I, I get to continue doing what I get to do. It, there's no change being a pastor's kid. You're just representing the Lord in every part of your life. And then also, um, being a doctor's kid. Okay, I'll be completely honest. Um, I did not want to be a doctor at all. I detested it. And, <laughs> like, re- regretted almost learning all the bones in the body. <laughs> but as I grew up, and especially, I will give... Um, Mr. Scott's trip to the farm (laughs) credit. Um, I really just fell in love with the body, how it functions, really just the complexity of how God allows it to work. And like, I don't know, it's amazing. And so it's just all together. I think I'm so grateful, especially for my parents, just the influence they've had on my life, just the godly influence, the just how much they're humble, even though they're so talented and smart. I think 
I've just been blessed with the life that I've been given. So it's been great. Okay, you made reference to the farm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, best time. Uh, just, just come in. T- talk about what that experience was. That's your senior trip. Every yes. Year. Oh, it was the best time. I. I'll be honest, I did not want to go to the farm. I'm not an outdoorsy person. I'd rather be in a hotel room with AC. But as I was there, it was like, oh, my goodness. First off, I got to bond with my class. And just it was just like, especially at 1 a.m. in the morning, yes, we were tired. But it's just that closest that we got to uh, form. But also cutting up that deer. It was eye-opening. <laughs> Very eye-opening. I'm a surgeon. I, yeah. knew, I knew it all along. <laughs> I know. It was, like, so fun. And I think that was just, that point was just the time when I was like, man, Lord, there's so much beyond what I was thinking. <laughs> so it was really awesome. Cool. Nia, so everybody in the audience knows you're Pastor Ken's daughter. Yes. So we know not only is there a big emphasis on the word here at church, but there's obviously a big in, in, uh, influence of the word in your home. Um, any pressure being a pastor's kid? No, I would say there's no pressure being a pastor's kid. Um, for me, at least the way that I view it, it's always been more of a of an honor and a, and a privilege to where I'm put in a position where I'm able to be an example for people to look up to. Um, I think, if anything, uh, the way that the Bible has been implemented so heavily in my life uh, has been a blessing because, you know, even if we have chapel every morning and this and that and we're tired, when you leave and that's not there, you realize that there's a hunger that developed within you that really wants to hear the Lord's word um, and that misses that. Um, One thing that I used to think was, like, if we didn't have chapel, then I would be able to get to school 30 minutes later and I could sleep in. But <laughs> but in the end, it's really so rewarding. And um, there's no pressure. It's just about loving Jesus and about loving the Lord's word. And um, over time, I'd say just being here, that's really built up within me and is going to prepare me for whatever is to come. Okay, would you take a couple minutes and and explain your summer event? Oh, yes, sure. So last summer I spent seven weeks at Rhode Island. I went to Rhode Island School of Design where I studied fashion design for a pre-college summer program. And that was definitely an an eye-opener for me in that I have never been away from my family for so long on my own, but also on my own in the sense that there's no one that I know or no family around me, like cousins or aunts or uncles. Um, Not only that, but I was submerged in, you know, Rhode Island School of Design, uh, just kids that didn't grow up the way that I grew up. So... Being there was a big test for me in my walk with the Lord in that now it was up to me to choose on my own each moment of each day to just pursue the Lord, pursue his will, and only care about what he has to say about who I am. Um, I think one thing that I struggled with a lot was just validation from my peers or people my age or people that were popular or cool. So it was a little bit rough at first. When I was alone and I realized that it really was hard to find Christian community there, at least for a pre-college summer program where like I'm not going to be staying there. So don't necessarily plug into a Christian group amongst my peers. Um, But 
I think the moment that I let it sink in, uh, that all that matters is what Christ thinks and not what other people think is the moment that I experienced this joyous freedom within myself that was like a shining light. And even if I spent all my lunches and dinners, you know, either with people that I wasn't the most comfortable with as like as comfortable as I am with my classmates, or I spent times in the cafeteria just on FaceTime with my sister or my mom. And that's who I ate with. I really did enjoy it. And the people that I did meet, they would tell me that something was different or that I was a light. And one of the most rewarding things from that was actually my roommate, Aisha. Uh, she lives in Istanbul, but she's not a Christian. But she would hear my worship music that I'd like to play while I was like making a project or even as I was going to sleep. And at the very end, before I left, she told me that seeing me makes her want to become a Christian. And even though she's not a Christian today, um, that really did uplift and encourage me because now I know that the Lord really is all that I need. Um, and that is more than enough for me to stand bold wherever I go. Yeah, and you actually changed, as a result of the experience, you actually changed uh, career direction. Yes, I did. Talk about that just briefly. So I went to RISD to study fashion design. But as I was there, I realized that maybe the more technical side of my brain is what I want to lean towards versus the creative side. It was pretty funny because my professor that I had in my cohort, she, um, very like uh, prestigious woman. She worked in Paris for like Chanel and Dior. Um, but she was a really scary woman. And she would just tear down all the projects that I made because uh, we had these things called critiques where you basically just present your project and then she just says everything that she doesn't like about it in front of everyone. Um, that happened a lot for me to where she just hated almost everything that I made. Um, but that's not the reason why I don't want to pursue fashion design anymore. It just kind of made me realize that, you know, I kind of like doing more like the essay type stuff, more like writing or like analyzing statistics. I love fashion design, but I don't think that that's necessarily something that I'd want to go forward studying. It was funny because we had a big exam. It was an exam over 80 plus slides, just loaded with information. And um, that was the only thing that I did really, really well on. I think I got like a 120. And <laughs> it was only on like the informational final exam thing that I did well. So it, it did make me realize that, you know, maybe I should go for something that I enjoy more, which is like fashion media and marketing or business analytics. But yes. <laughs> Jesse, you also had experiences um, in the non-Christian world. Mm -hmm. um, how's that affected the choices that you made? And, and, and at the time, what was your perspective on all of the Bible, Bible, Bible that you get here at Calvary Chapel? <laughs> um, so when I was younger, it was actually funny because it hasn't changed. But um, ever since I started going, because I go to Mary Lou School of Dance, and that is like right down the street, the street from this church. Um, and it was like, whenever I first started there, it was funny because everyone knew I was different and knew I was a Christian. And people would be like, oh, don't curse around Jesse. She doesn't like that. Like, she's, a, <laughs> like, she's not like that. And... and um, when I was younger, it was kind of like, at first I was like, oh, wait, but don't leave me out. But then 
now that I'm older, um, I actually really appreciate that they did that because, um, and I appreciate it now because I know where I stand with God. Um, and I think the school giving us chapel every morning and worship, like everyone's been saying, it's such a blessing. Um, and it really does help us start out our day well. Um, but it's giving, giving me such a good foundation, which I think Nia said earlier, um, and I'm very happy that I got to attend this school because if I didn't attend it and if I didn't have the foundation that it's given me, um, I probably wouldn't be able to refuse what a lot of my friends that go there uh, would want me to do. Because there's been a lot of times where I've had to be like, no, I, I'm good. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, we all, we all want to fit in. We, we want to <laughs> hang around people, but... Yeah, it, it was lots of times where it was like, oh, I have to miss out on that. But it was, but now that I'm older, it's like, oh, I'm glad I did. Like, I'm glad I am um, stronger in Christ that I know what's right and what's wrong. And I know how to say no okay. to those things. Like, Silas, you're, you're the creative artistic type, music, art, things like that. Um, did you feel ever like the Bible and all of the Jesus, Jesus, Jesus was a distraction to what you really wanted to do? Um, in the literal sense, I'll admit that there were some times where I was uh, lost in my thoughts during chapel thinking about ideas for, <laughs> for a song or something. But um, it's so easy to take all that stuff for granted. But I think because of a lot of the circumstances that arose during my life, um, I felt very uh, like the responsibility to take advantage of that. And I think that's helped me kind of give myself a perspective on things to where I see all the gifts and the things that God wants me to, to do. And I can look at that and I see audience audiences. I see people who are hurt, people who have been broken and I can look all that and take it. And I can, I see people to minister to, um, ways to use my art that will influence people. One thing that I have been doing is I've been writing a series of songs, uh, in a like biblical chronological order. And that's one of been one of my favorite things to do because I can go through, read a book of the Bible a bunch of times and then write a song about it. And that makes it mean so much more to me. It feels a lot more personal. And then I think, man, if I can get this out there someday, Lord willing, somebody will hear that song and they'll research and they'll see that. And maybe they'll be blessed by that. And I think it's a different way, a different angle to take than just like, Oh, I want to be a Christian artist or like, I want to be, uh, like on the K-Love radio, that kind of thing. I like operating just outside of that kind of thing <laughs> to where... I think that's cool. Taj, yeah. you, you probably want to be on K-Love radio? Um, yes, I'm, I'm actually a singer. You're actually a singer? Many people don't know that. Same. What about you, Taj? Too much Bible? Too much emphasis on the Word? Um, no. <laughs> um, uh, it doesn't really bother me. I don't think it's too much because I've been at the church since I was born and uh, I've just always heard it so it doesn't really bother me but I think it's a really good thing because like they said it starts off your morning really right really well good <laughs> you know what I mean um, and it gets you in the mood to deal with um, your classmates no matter how bad they are even fleshy Sam and, <laughs> and you know try and put a smile on their face even if they don't like you that much. Okay, here, personal question. Yes. Too much Pastor Ron? I mean, you have to go to lunch with us every Sunday. Oh, no, I love it. Because <laughs> I get to go eat. I get to talk, which is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Um, and it's 
food that I don't have to pay for. So yeah, that's pretty good. My uh, my parents pay for it. Uh, everyone pays for it. Anyways, but yeah. <laughs> Victoria, what about you? Um, I would definitely say at times um, it can be overbearing, especially. Well, personally, when I was younger and I wasn't really that strong in my walk, it was. It, and when you when we stray away, because it still happens even at a Christian school, um, that yeah, it can be like a lot of Christian, like what Casey said, like it's just all in your face. But if you really do truly believe in the Lord and you're really strong in your walk, it is really beneficial, like Sam said, for those days when you just, you can't do it, but you know the Lord can, and it puts you in that, in the right direction on where to go and how to serve your classmates that day and yeah. starts the day off right. I think even even the awareness that you are in your flesh is a gift from the Lord He works through his word. Kiana, what about you? Oh, okay. Well, I think all of it, it really helped me because when I came here at first, I'm going to be honest, I was not saved either. So once I left and like I was close with the class and then I had to leave, I got that juxtaposition of a non-godly environment with a godly one and I really missed it. So when I came back, like I love all of the church things now, like all of the chapel, I absolutely love it. So I think being around this class and like their influence on me really helped and the influence of the church really helped me like to be where I am right now. So I'm really thankful for all of them. So all in all, real quick question. We've got two less. We've got about two minutes left in the program. Is the school hard or was it easy? Considering I am graduating, it was not that hard. Um, <laughs> I, um, I mean, it was also, I, I did not try at all. But, it, okay, be quiet, Kiana, I have the mic. Anyways, so it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like, uh, okay, Nia, we get it. Hurry it up. wasn't hard. Yeah, it was really easy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, it is academically rigorous, but with the help of the class, it helps. Very cool. Silas, you going to say something? Oh. Um, oh, no. I lost my thought. Somebody else. Okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, as long as you try your best and put the effort into it, then you're good. Okay. It is very academically rigorous. Uh, but if you do well, you're, you're good. You're good. For a lot of public school people who are outside of the school, they'd probably think it was really hard. But if you grow up in the school, it's, it's not that bad. If you stress out easily, then you, good luck. I actually did better here than I did at public school. So Good for you. That's actually something. Good for you, Ash. It's not that hard. Uh, there were times where I was crying because of an assignment, but I got through it. Hey, I'm graduating tomorrow, so yeah. Jesus loves me. Yeah. It was very hard coming from public school. I will admit that, but I love it. Very cool. David? Uh, well, what I was going to say is pretty much the same as Jesse's, that uh, as for people that are in public school, it gets it's really hard, but since we've been here the whole time, it wasn't that hard. Kiana? Oh, I would say, like, a lot of this class is very academic, so it encourages you to, like, do very well. So that really helped me. Very cool. Well, there's the music after tomorrow night. You guys are all adults. Congratulations. Thanks for being on the program. And thanks for hanging out with me today. I really had a really, really good time. Want to say goodbye to your families? To the word to stand on for life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Paul and I will be back on the radio tomorrow on the Eight Day Show. See you then. 
Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.